Hey y'all, welcome to the Letting the Light In podcast. I'm Camry, Cam Jam, KJP, or Cams, depending on the season we met or the nickname you're most comfortable with. Honestly, this podcast is a little selfish because so much light comes into my life talking to others and marveling at all that can occur. It's my earnest prayer that a little light is let into your day through this conversation. Y'all, today I am dang excited to introduce you to my friend Olivia Steinhauser. Um, I've known Olivia her whole life as Olivia Roberts. We actually grew up across the street on Jewel Street in West Wichita, and her family ended up moving away, sadly, to Texas. Um, but i it's just been such a joy to reconnect with her over the last couple of years via Insta. Um, I've loved just seeing um, her graduate from college, her graduate from nursing school. We're going to talk about all those things. She went to A&M, go Aggies. I don't know if that's what you say, go Aggies. Gig'em, gig'em, I think that's what you say. Um, she is recently married, about to start her job on Monday actually as a nurse. And so I'm just so excited to have her on. She's freaking hilarious. I love her honesty and vulnerability. Um, she's an avid reader as well as, as me, as y'all know, I love my books. So, um, I cannot wait to introduce you to her. Here's my friend, Olivia. How are you? I'm so good. How are you? How's your day been? Doing well. I actually just got in from sitting outside with my niece. We were sunbathing. Oh, wait, you can sit outside right now? We can. Oh my gosh. I think maybe 59, 60. Okay. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that's awesome. But I really do wish I was where you are though. I miss the cold do you? very much. Because you, <laughs> yes. you don't really get four seasons anymore, do you? No, not at all. Yeah, mm. that stinks. Okay, your little baby niece. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad you brought that up. She's so yes. sweet. What is she like, a month old yeah. now? She is, oh, I don't want to get this wrong. She's seven weeks, I believe. Okay. Okay, so almost two months. Yeah. Remind me of her yes, name again. she is Annie Blake. Oh. Will she go by a double name? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. We've been calling her that for now, and yeah, she's perfect, and I think she's almost 10 pounds. I love that. She's just growing like a weed. Get it, girl. <laughs> That's precious. Okay, so do does Haley live by you? Yeah, they actually live in South Houston, so they're 30 minutes from me, and then our parents are 30 minutes north of us. Okay. That's so awesome. So we're kind of the middle point, and we're all within an hour of each other. Oh, that's perfect. You're all so close. Okay, yeah. so for people listening, they're probably like, I, don't, I have no idea what y'all are talking about. So Haley is Olivia's <laughs> older sister. People. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, and I actually wanted to ask you about that. Have you have y'all always gotten yeah. along? Like, it seems like you're really tight now, but w- what was it like, like growing up? Because how many years apart are y'all? We're six years apart. Okay. So she's six years older than me, and no, um, <laughs> we have not always been close at all. My family's always been close, but Haley and I, I was reflecting on this and just laughing earlier, um, we did not get along until she left for college, and that is a long time to not yeah, get along with someone. Yeah, for real. Um, but we, to her credit, though, it was mostly my fault. I was like a tyrant when I was growing up. I was awful. And, um, yeah, I just, I, I, it was so bad. I remember being a kid and I loved to steal things. I don't know why, but I would steal everything. I would steal the mail. I would steal her hairbrush, just whatever. 
for no good reason. And so I remember she got, of course, mad at me one time because I stole something from her. And I remember like writing her a hate note and leaving it in her bedroom. Oh and I was gosh. like, I hate you. So perfect. I hate you so much. <laughs> I wish you weren't my sister. I wish I was in a different family. And so I was just terrible to get along with. But we really clicked on her senior trip. When she graduated high school, my parents Aww. said, okay, pick a place and we'll go on a trip. Yeah. And so we went to Europe and we just really clicked and became friends. And um, I'd say over the last five years, we are absolutely best friends Aww. and we talk almost every day and God totally redeemed our, our whole relationship. So it's a, it's a cool story. That's I don't think a lot really of people sweet. know it or realize it. Yes. I love yeah. that. And I feel like that's like a a big enough age gap to where you don't necessarily feel like you're competing for like, like, I, I don't know if you grew up like feeling like, right. Oh, Haley's little sister. I feel like when kids are really close in age, there's like a lot, especially girls, like there's so much more mm-hmm. tendency to like compete, but maybe y'all were far enough apart. And, and you never like obviously overlapped like high school or middle school or anything. Right. No, we didn't. Nice. And I think it just, had to get to the point where I wasn't so terrible and we had some things in common. And, um, like I said, God just totally redeemed it when she left for college and then kind of finished redeeming it right before I got married. And we just had a really cool heart to heart conversation on a vacation one time. And ever since then it's been smooth sailing and a real joy and answer to a long time of praying. That's amazing. I bet that makes your parents so happy too. It does. <laughs> That's yes. so sweet. Okay, so it has been years since I've actually seen mm-hmm. you. And I was actually, when I, I was know. recording my intro, I was like, man, when did y'all move? Do you remember when you moved? How old were you? I was... You there? And we had moved from Jewel Street once before yes. we actually left Kansas. Yes. I don't know if you knew that. You but... moved way east. Okay, so you, and then yeah. you, when you were five, you moved to Texas, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. and you've been there since. So a lot has happened in your life since I've last seen you. Yes. I actually do, when you were talking about being terrible, I actually do remember you <laughs> oh, no. not being terrible, but just being like very spunky. Like yes. so full That's of life, nice like hilarious, like loud and like center of attention. I loved it. And I actually do remember my parents just talking about like you just being hilarious. Like you just were like classic, like youngest child, classic baby, like just soaking yeah. life up, which I just loved. I thought you were a hoot. Um, but okay. So y'all moved to Texas. You do all of middle school, high school there, and then decide to stay in Texas for college. Why'd you decide well, I- to stay? Actually, I went back to Kansas for my first two years. You did? You went to KU? Yes. Yeah. So that was not supposed to happen at all. Yeah. What the heck? I totally forgot about that. Yeah. That is the motto of my life, though. (laughs) Honestly, it wasn't supposed to happen. And it did anyway, because I'm me and I'm stubborn and it's just life. But yeah. So my parents, same thing with Haley. They said, we don't want y'all to go out of state for college. We just don't want you to be that far. Texas is huge. Anyway, you have plenty of options. And I said, okay, well then I'll go to Texas tech, which is pretty much as far away as you can get (laughs) from Houston to Texas tech. It wasn't because I was trying to get away from them or anything, but I originally planned to do occupational therapy. Okay. And there are very few amount of universities where you can do kind of a two and two program, two years undergrad, two years OT school, other places you would have to do four years of undergrad and then an extra two years. And I just didn't want to do that. And so KU was a place that offered that type of program. And I said, this is where I want to go. This is my dream. I want to go back to Kansas. It feels like home there. 
I'd always wanted to go back. Um, and then I got accepted and then, cause they accept everyone. It's not hard. Um, <laughs> I got a cool scholarship that helps balance the out-of-state tuition. Okay. And yeah, went there my first two years and absolutely loved it. Oh, and then I, I transferred to A&M for nursing school. Okay, cool. So you did two years. And then when did you decide not to do OT? Because I don't, I don't know if you knew this, Olivia, but Tay did, um, my husband did that program too. Like he did two years at K-State oh, and really? then took a semester off. Yeah, and then did OT school there. Oh, so awesome. same program. Yeah, he loved it. He thought it was awesome. Great. Yes, he's actually not doing that now, of course, because why would you use the degree that you went to school for? <laughs> but what made you decide to switch? So I shadowed an OT, and I think I just had a different version of it in my head. Yeah. And when I actually saw it in real life, I thought I might get bored. Mm-hmm. And I still have mad respect for OTs. They do amazing work. Um but for me, I just thought, I don't know if this really fits me as well as I originally thought. Yeah. And so then I shadowed a nurse and just immediately realized this is completely what I was made to do. That's so cool. And um, John and I hopefully at some point want to do missions. Okay. And so I also wanted a career that would translate to missions that I would have a skill to offer worldwide. Yeah. And I would have, hopefully, you know, Lord willing, who who knows, but I could potentially have opportunity to find a job overseas That's a little awesome. bit more easily. That's mm-hmm. so cool. Okay, so you mentioned John, which we're going to come back to him in just a yes. second. But I want to hear more about um, being a nurse. One of my best friends in college um, is a nurse now, and I just remember her going through school and being like, I think for the first time, my eyes were open to, like, how much nurses actually do and mm-hmm. how much of their schooling, like, is essentially the same as med school. Mm-hmm. Like nursing school is hard. Was was there ever a time where you were like, why am I doing this? Like, I'm not going to graduate. Like, I want to quit. No, but I am a weirdo and I love school. Okay. So I, everyone in my cohort, I, I think there were 23 of us, okay. um, looked at me and they were like, who are you, you alien <laughs> person? Because I loved studying. I felt so fulfilled if I needed to go to Starbucks for 10 hours and just crank it out and not even get up for 10 hours. I would leave and just feel like I am operating at my, at my highest potential. I love that. So I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought about med school and then I realized, um, I don't think I'm smart enough for all that. So well, I was was just going to ask you that. I'm like, if you love school, why didn't you do med school? I bet you're smart enough. Well, I just also thought quality of life. I don't know that I want to to be in school for that long yeah, and I knew that sense. I wanted to get married and I thought I think I would rather be able to see my husband yeah. for our first few years for of marriage. Sure. No, that'd be good. So just personal preference yes. there. Okay. Now let's talk about your husband. Did y'all meet at yes. A&M? No, we, okay. We met in high school. Really? We did. And, um, it's so funny. We met my junior year of high school. Um, we were, he was dating someone else and I was sort of dating someone, but okay. that was very confusing. And, um, I was a completely different person than who I am now, which, yeah. um, is really an awesome story, but he met me and I, he told me this a few years later, but he said, the first time I met you, I prayed and asked God to help me not be attracted to you because you were like a mess oh. and he is not wrong. <laughs> That is so precious. <laughs> and I remember laughing because it was so true. I was, I didn't know who I was. I was living a total double lifestyle. I was yeah. figuring a lot of things out. And um, he saw that. And um, then later when he wasn't 
dating that person anymore. I wasn't dating anybody, and we yeah. just really hit it off and started dating right before I conveniently moved to another state. Oh yeah, which perfect, was great. perfect, mm-hmm. great time. That's great. Yes. So, did y'all date all through college? We did. Okay, so you did long distance, girl. Yeah, I did, and you know what? I have no regrets. I thought it was very, it was a really good choice for us because um, in other relationships, I had really struggled with. Uh, like sexual boundaries yeah. and just honoring God in that. And yep. so for me, the distance thing was a bonus oh, and awesome. it, we just formed this awesome, like very strong foundation of communication and truly knowing each other instead of, you know, just physically hanging out. Yeah. And so that was a real blessing for us. And then I told him right off the bat, I was like, if you want to date, Long distance, I expect you to visit me at least twice, and I'm not going to buy your plane ticket, so you need to figure it out. You go, girl. You tell him. <laughs> and he did, and it Aww. just proved to me that he was in it to win it, and he worked hard and saved money and made it worth it, so oh, that's it was so good. sweet. What a man. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay, so you briefly mentioned um, living, like, a double life and him, like, kind yeah. of seeing that. Do oh, you totally. feel that was in high school, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like when you were in that, you were aware that you were kind of like towing the line, like kind of walking on one side and, and existing in like both places? Oh, completely. Yeah. Uh, and I knew it for a long time, and I was still uh, in some like spiritual leadership positions. Okay. And trying to uphold that part of me and. Being like a good public speaker, a good prayer, and people just automatically think you're very spiritually sound, yeah. and they want to elevate you, not knowing that you can talk a great talk, but you're totally bankrupt on the inside. Right. And that was me, and got to the point for me personally where I was so far into it that I lost the Holy Spirit's conviction. Like, I felt totally numb. Yeah. And it was the summer before my senior year of high school that God decided that enough was enough Mm -hmm. because I was saved and he doesn't let people who are saved just wander off forever. Right. And he snatched me back up and I tore my ACL and was very physically dependent. And then one of my really good friends in high school had a very sudden and tragic death. Mm. And that made me really emotionally and spiritually dependent and just caused me to start praying again. And then that guy that I've been dating for a long time, we weren't dating anymore. And so everything was just trashed and I was able to come back to the Lord and really experience some redemption and some really cool sanctification. That's awesome. I, uh, one of my most, um, fervent times in my walk for sure was when I was in college away from my family and just away from everything that I knew and everything that defined me. Do you feel mm-hmm. like kind of like the timing of becoming like closer with the Lord right before you left for college? Do you feel like when you were away from home, you grew a ton in your faith too and being at KU? Yes. And it was all God's timing because KU is, or can be a very spiritually dark place. Yeah. The circles that I was in, I was one of the only Christians I knew. Okay. And that was just my experience. I think if you join a sorority, you can find, you know, your groups of people more maybe that way, but I didn't rush. And uh, so I just didn't know a lot of other Christians and it was an awesome experience. I felt very close to the Lord and I had some really awesome opportunities to just share with people. And it was really growing just to be around people who aren't like you for once because I went to private school my whole life. And so it was just finally nice to be around people who had a completely different worldview 
and oh. upbringing and where they're from and yes. whether they're religious or not right. or all of that was I just think so precious to me yes tell me about it the the question of the hour for me right now and it's obviously because we have a child but it's like where are you going to send your kids to school mm-hmm. and just the whole like private versus public and, and I think it totally right. depends on where you live like if public schools are balling mm-hmm. um, then it's not necessarily as much of an issue but if you had to do it over again do you think you'd do private school oh I I've talked to my parents about this plenty yeah. because they sacrificed a good bit to send us there because it is not cheap oh girl no <laughs> and um they don't regret it at all. And we've had some great conversations about it um, and just kind of their thought process. But I, I don't know. I think I'm in late high school. I could have seen a benefit in not being in private school, Okay. but I think before then, just because of how naturally rebellious I am, I don't think public school would have been the best choice for me. I think I would have maybe gotten into more trouble than I did in private school. Yeah. That makes a ton of sense. Do you still, do you keep in touch with anybody from high school anymore? Only a couple. Okay. Only a couple. It's just so funny how that can work out too. Like I vividly (laughs) remember leaving high school being like, I have all my best friends. I don't need to make any friends in college. Like this is just kind of for my education. Like I don't need to. And then, you know, like two years in, I'm like, I don't know what, (laughs) what I was thinking. Like, what would I do without these people? It's so cool. Mm -hmm. And you had such a unique experience just going from one place to the other. Were you scared at all to leave KU? I was. I my biggest fear, I think, was people judging me and saying, "Oh, she's just transferring to get married." Yeah, which isn't even the worst thing ever if you find a great person to marry. For sure. You know, but I just had that fear because I didn't want to be labeled stereotypical. Yes. Like I just follow my boyfriend wherever he goes right. because I am so independent. I yes. have a fear of <laughs> of seeming too not independent. Preach. Um, but that, I think that was my my only real fear transferring yeah it was a hard choice I definitely took a lot of time to think about it I got accepted into KU's program which is a fantastic program Mm -hmm. and so it wasn't easy to turn that down and go to A&M's program which is significantly newer and not as well developed right so it felt a little bit like a gamble I'm not gonna lie yeah which I mean paid off if I'm if I do say so myself okay so (laughs) let's actually go there because I'm happy that you said that you were a little bit scared of what people would think so I remember seeing that you were getting married and then realizing that I think your husband had another year left of college right yeah and I did too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So you're going into this and I'm going to assume that you and your husband had had conversations leading up to getting engaged about like oh, the yes. timing of it. So it wasn't like totally a surprise. No. So as you're going through this, is there any part of you that's like, should we wait until we graduate? Like we don't have any money. Like what, what are the thoughts going through your head? No. So like I said earlier, it wasn't supposed to happen. So obviously it did because <laughs> that is how I operate. So they had also said, my parents very lovingly, you can't get married before you graduate. Yeah. And I got, obviously got married before I graduated. <laughs> right. But I had great reasons. And yes. obviously so because they got on board. But um, for me, um, I had a hard time with my parents and I never thought I would do this, but I sat with them and I just said, look, I'm going to be honest with y'all. Like I, it is not an option for John and I to have sex before we get married. Yeah. It's not, it's not on the table. Yep. You're not going to do it. And I said, but I'm finding it increasingly difficult to just win that battle. Yes. And I feel like I'm scared that I'm, I might falter. Yeah. And I just said, you know, y'all understand and 
I'm just wondering if we can open the conversation of what if we got married before we graduated? And because I do want to say disclaimer, that's not a great reason to get married just because (laughs) you want to have sex with someone. That is not a good reason. Don't do that. We had everything else in place. We knew we were compatible. We knew we had the same goals. We knew that we were, you know, synced up spiritually, that we had all the basics that we agreed on. So all of that had already been discovered and decided. Right. So that was not the sole reason that we chose to get married. Yes. But um, my parents understood and they were like, absolutely. We want to help you guys. We want to cheer you on. We want to be, you know, your helpers yeah. in your spiritual walk. And whatever we can do to do that, we're totally on board. And so they were really gracious. And even my dad, he was like, okay, sure. <laughs> um, which sure. was really funny. No kidding. But... I'm sure he was sitting down to that conversation not thinking that it was going to go the way that it did. You know, we laughed about it a few months ago. He was like, love bug, like, of course you got married before you graduated. (laughs) Yes. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. I'm so glad you went there because I tell people like all the time, like number one, do not have a long engagement because the amount of temptation. And I think like in your head, rationally, you're like, well, I'm going to marry this person. Like, does it really matter? You know, like, and I just remember the last couple of months before Tay and I got married, I was like, I can't, I cannot be in like the same room as you. Like, this is (laughs) terrible. Like we're just so, and again, it's our flesh, but no, I so, and that is like such, I mean, there's a reason why in scripture, it's like, if you are too tempted, like you need to get married, (laughs) like don't just continue to drag it out. And and Tay and I have these conversations all the time where it's like, if you are not a believer, like a follower of Jesus, like it doesn't make sense like not to live together or it doesn't make sense right. not to have sex before you get married, you know? Cause that's right. like just what you're going to end up doing. But, um, no, I'm, I'm so thankful that you said that. Was he, did he have that conversation with his parents too? Were his parents like, what are y'all doing? Oh Lord. No, no, <laughs> absolutely not. Um, no, but that's a whole nother story. But, um, yeah, they, they disagreed. Everybody was on board. It was not Good. us against our parents. And that was a huge blessing. Good. And, I know you mentioned money earlier, and I just say kudos to John. He was so financially wise, even starting as a freshman in college. Um, like, he saved, and he worked, and he already just wore the hat of provider really well. Mm. And, like, it is his joy to make sure that I'm well taken care of. That's and that awesome. started even when we were dating. And so um, we were in a place where we knew we could get married, and we wouldn't still be financially dependent on our parents. Yeah. And so we chose to save part of our wedding budget that my parents gave me and just put it in savings Mm. um, and not have a videographer and not go to Bora Bora for nine days. And um, we are so glad that we did. And I think God really blessed um, our heart effort in that too, of just trying to be good stewards of what we've been given and to be obedient. That's awesome. Oh, way to go, John. Your wedding, your wedding was beautiful. Um, I loved looking at the pictures. I want to hear about your first year of marriage. When was, when was, when's your one year anniversary? December 30th. Okay. So you're just over a year. Yeah. You know, John always, he's like, don't say it was bad. It wasn't bad. (laughs) It wasn't bad. It was not. It was, it just had a lot of highs and lows. Yeah. And that was just the nature of being in college and also trying to be married and then graduating and moving and him working in Denver for the summer during our first year of marriage and doing long distance marriage for a couple months, which was interesting. Yeah. So we just had that. And then, um, 
there were some significant things that happened with John's family um, that were really hard to walk through and that we're still praying for redemption and freedom over. And God has not answered those prayers yet. Emphasizing the yes. Yes, But I think that was a lot of our just downs was navigating that, trying to figure out how to be a team, Mm -hmm. um, not losing hope and just hanging in there. And then we had some really high highs. Like we had so much fun and it is a joy to be married to a person who is so easily lovable. Yeah, so it was not all bad if John's going to listen <laughs> yes. to this. <laughs> Remind me what he does. He is a petroleum engineer for an Oh, company. dang. Smarty. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right? So when it's what's nice about that is I feel like you can get a job relatively like anywhere. Like y'all are both just so mm-hmm. easily employable, which mm-hmm. that will make hopefully traveling in the future fun. Um, speaking of jobs, you're about to start. I am. Right? Full time. First, God like, help us. First big girl job. How are you feeling? You know, I've been thinking a lot about this. I just feel humbled because this is another thing that was not supposed to happen. Yeah. It was not. There was no reason that I um, should have been hired at Texas Children's. I don't have a lot of pediatric experience because we didn't have a pediatric hospital where I went to nursing school. Okay. And um, they don't hire many people at all. And I didn't do any clinicals there. And I just happened to know a person who knew a person who worked there. And she was gracious enough to let me shadow. And um, I got to meet some people. And for some reason, they decided to hire me. So I'm not complaining. It is my dream job. But I didn't even know it was my dream job until I shadowed the first time. After I had already graduated when I was already applying to jobs. Dang, girl. Right? And so God totally threw me a twister on that one and completely surprised me. And so I'm just feeling because I recognize that this is a situation in my life where it's very clear to me that God is bringing me here. Yeah. And if he isn't who he says that he is, I will fail. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that terrifies me. Yeah. But it's just this place where I recognize that I have nothing to bring to the table here. Mm. And it has to be him or else it, it won't work. Oh, that's so sweet. So it's sweet. It's also terrifying. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I remember starting my first job teaching and obviously like way less at stake in my job versus like a nurse. But I just remember like several days walking away and being like, man, I really thought I knew how to like talk to kids or like help kids. And like, I don't like, I have no idea what I'm doing. And, and I think like to some degree, everyone in their first year of their job is truly just faking it until you figure out how to do it. Totally. Like, totally. Do you know anybody that you're going to be working with? Um, I do. There are a couple of other Aggie grads who work on the same unit. Um, but Texas Children's has a few PICUs, actually. Um, they have several floors of them. So okay. um, I'm not sure if I'll end up being on the same floor as those people. Okay, but, cool. um, yeah, I'm just anxious to see what God will do because I know that he's the one who brought me here. And yeah. I know that he has something in mind, whether it's something he's going to change in me or yeah. if he's going to use me for someone else or whatever it's going to be. So but I sweet. feel like it's going to be big and it's exciting, but scary. I oh, think that's awesome. What's your schedule going to be like? I'm going to be working nights. Go girl. Well, yeah. So I'll have to get used to that. Um, but I'm also thankful for that though, because since I don't have as much pediatric experience, it's a little less chaotic at night and okay, I think we'll cool. be able to kind of cool learn quite a bit yeah Mm -hmm. and then maybe transition to days when you feel like pretty confident Mm -hmm. that's cool okay I have a good friend here who's she was on nights for like six months or so and then just got transferred to days and she's like I just feel like a whole new person like she's like obviously nights were 
really good for me and I learned a ton, but I, it's pretty typical for most nurses to start nights, right? Nurses have to start on nights. It's just kind of a rite of passage, okay. I think. Okay, so that makes sense. I wasn't surprised. Okay, so while we're on the topic, you said you're on, um, you have several Aggies that are with you that are going to be working mm-hmm. with you. Can you please explain to me the <laughs> ring situation? Yes, I love it so much. So the Aggie ring is a staple, and um, you get it after you earn a certain number of credit hours at A and M. Okay. And it's just a sign that you've been there long enough to be for real. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and, um, there's a ton of symbolism, like everything on the ring means something different. And um, lots of people put diamonds in theirs. Now people are getting ring wraps with like diamond bands that encase it. Oh, so dang. It's a big thing. Most it everyone is. who goes to A&M has one. And you get it and you have ring day and it's huge. It is. And it's usually you have someone in your family who's an Aggie who presents you with your ring. And then you do a ring dunk, which is where you put it in the bottom of a pitcher full of beer usually oh my god and you chug it as fast as you can and catch the ring in your teeth (laughs) dang that is intense but also like such a cool tradition that is what I love about A&M I felt KU lacked that a Mm -hmm. little bit Mm -hmm. in the tradition sphere and so um getting to go to A&M and be surrounded by it was so fun I have this hilarious memory it was one of the first times I was on main campus of A&M and I was sitting at Starbucks outside and I just hear this really loud noise and I look up and there is a herd of people who all look exactly the same same military haircut same outfit yeah and they are sprinting for their lives with these heavy backpacks on oh my gosh across campus and I was like what is happening and it's the Corps of Cadets which is huge at A&M it's basically like being in military school and being at A&M and they they make them run everywhere and exercise like they are about to go like save the president oh that's crazy and so you you probably would just see them like all the time then Oh, they're everywhere, yeah. And they all, they have to dress in their uniform. They have to greet other core members in a certain way. Um, I mean, it, it is very, very strict. That's cool. And, Dang. Mm-hmm. And another tradition. That's really cool. Right. One of my favorite moments on social media this year was watching um, your story after you got pulled over by a cop and just were yep. very, like, moved in the moment to share that for a lot of people in this country, when they get pulled over, like, it's just a different um, reality for them, you know, like, you didn't have any fear, and you Mm -hmm. didn't really question, like, why he was pulling you over, but I think for a lot of people, like, that's not necessarily the case, so number one, I just want to tell you how much that meant to me, and it's so cool that you shared that, because I can imagine that a lot of people that follow you maybe aren't as aware, or Mm -hmm. um, have never really had that moment of, like, reflection, but um, have you... I just want to know, like, how did you arrive there? Because I know it's it's very, like, um, like sexy topic in our country right now to be talking about right. race. But have you yes. always kind of been aware of that? Or, like, what kind of led you to that moment? No, I haven't always been. And I my story is not one where I used to be racist and I'm not. Right. Um, my family is, thank the Lord, very loving and very accepting. Yeah. And, like, I have a couple of... Zambian brothers that we've just informally adopted into mm. our family and my mom's done a fantastic job of just modeling that yeah. and being an advocate for people who are at a disadvantage yeah. and um, so I've learned a lot from her but I just I didn't always 
fully recognize, I, I think, people's experiences, and I didn't fully recognize the depth of the systemic issues. Yeah. And I, and I didn't until probably the last year really start this journey of trying to understand how me being white is so different. It yeah. makes my experience so different than someone who's not white. Right. And the privileges that I have and the abilities that I have. And like you were saying, when I got pulled over, the fact that I didn't have to be afraid and that just because of my skin color, certain realities are different for yeah. me than they are for somebody else. Yeah. And it's been a hard journey because it's just broken my heart, yeah, I think, for sure. more than I thought. And the conversations aren't fun with people who disagree with you or the people who think, you know. No kidding. You just don't need to talk about it that much. And racism is getting better. And right. It's hard it to is. clash you... with people that you love on issues like that. No kidding. Do you talk to your husband about it? We talk about it probably more than he would like yeah. to. <laughs> um, yeah. We do, and we haven't always seen eye to eye on it. Mm-hmm. Thank God, again, John loves everybody, yeah. and that is huge for me. I don't think I could have married him if he didn't. Right. But, um, you know, he's he's not as far along, I'd say, in his desire okay. yet to understand kind of systemic things. That makes total sense, which that's, yeah. I mean, honestly, I'm glad you said that because I think a lot of my growth, too, has had to come from um, still, like, sharing love and like grace with people who aren't necessarily as convicted as I am because it can be really hard. It can be hard to like see people or talk to people who like definitely number one, have no idea what's going on or number two, just like really don't care. And it's hard to like, be like, what is wrong with you? But like, there are probably so many issues in my life that like, I'm not convicted about Mm -hmm. because the Lord hasn't, you know, laid that on my heart yet. And so I think to your point, like just because he isn't as convicted as you or like just as, passionate as you are right now like doesn't mean that that number one couldn't happen for him or number two that he cares Um, right exactly and I had to realize that you know and show him grace and that he's not wrong and not being in the same exact place that I am and just reminding myself that this is a man who it's not that he doesn't love people and he's not like I said earlier he's not wrong in being in the space that he's in right and my pride wants to say, you know, if you're not exactly where I am and think exactly like me, then you're wrong. Yes. Yes. So true. Have there been like books that you read or podcasts or movies maybe that have like just encouraged your learning in this area or like, how do you feel like your eyes have been opened? I think all of the above. Um, and specifically I think Twitter has been a cool tool for me because I can follow, um, people that I wouldn't normally interact with or that I wouldn't like my life wouldn't naturally merge and make me meet them. Right. And so I've learned a lot just from, um, some specific people on Twitter, like Kyle Howard and Charlie dates and other people. Cool. Um, and Jackie Hill Perry. Oh, the best. Oh, right. She's the best. Oh, so cool. Oh gosh. Did you see? I get to meet her someday. Oh yes. You'll make it happen. I feel like she's speaking so frequently now that like, it's going to happen. Yeah. Did you see The Hate You Give? No. Okay. I haven't yet. I It's on my Xfinity. I need to watch it. I think you'll like it. But I did watch Black Klansman. Okay. What did you think? Um, I I really liked it. I thought it did a good job of showing part of 
I think what doesn't get talked about a lot is even how, I'm not going to remember names, but even how the main character and his girlfriend were disagreeing on how to combat racism. And they were both black, you know. Right. And even how there's conflict within the black community of how are we supposed to deal with this? What's the right approach? What's wrong? What's right? So I think you don't care as much as I do. Yeah. Because you're doing it differently. Right. And so I really appreciated how it kind of showed that. And then I thought it did also a good job of just showing how, how, um, I think a good way to put it is just how desperate I think a lot of people feel because they just feel out of hope, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. and just like, what else can we do? We feel so threatened and just like we're at the end of the rope and what else is there? Right. Like why even try? Right. And just, you know, realizing how intense I think a lot of people really feel mm-hmm. and we don't as I think as white people sometimes we can't empathize with that as much we don't yeah. feel as threatened as them so it's hard to understand how yeah. someone could feel so afraid you know mm, yes I read I read the book Black Klansman but I haven't seen the movie yet so I'm excited for when it comes out on yeah. Redbox or DVD because I've heard it's really good and I think it's nominated for best picture for an Oscar I think I think I'm hearing that too which is amazing Okay, you are freaking hilarious. Like, you're, every time your story pops up, I'm like, I need to, like, make sure I've gone to the bathroom you're before funny, because you. It, you are so funny. Like, some of your stories, like, for instance, the one that you told last night where you're in Target and you oh. basically get, like, assaulted by a woman. Can you please share? Oh my gosh. Yes. I, I'm still today trying to figure out what I'm going to say to her if I see her again <laughs> because I probably will in all likelihood. Yes. Um, so here's what happened. Friends, I was an innocent person going to Target to spend more than I should. And I was walking to the earrings and this girl pops around and says, Oh, did you go to A&M? And I was wearing my Aggie rain jacket. So I didn't think anything of it. And And she's, she was my age and I said, yeah, I did. And she was like, Oh, I'm class of, you know, whatever, 2016. Um, and we just started talking, and it was friendly at first. And then it, she just kind of talked to me too long, and I thought, is this person lonely? <laughs> this is just a little long of a conversation for a stranger. And I thought, well, maybe she's lonely. Maybe I'll, I'll give her my number, and maybe we can get coffee. And yeah. then my spidey senses were like, uh-uh, no, red flag, don't give her your number. Something is not right. Yes. And so I didn't, and she just kept asking me questions like, okay, hey, where do you work, and what your husband do, and oh, what do you want? What are your long-term goals? And then when she said long-term goals, oh my gosh, my pyramid scheme red flag you like trigger and, trigger word, right? And aren't you tired of the eight to five? Okay, well, oh nurse, my gosh, not, no, she didn't. And um, so then I'm starting to get concerned. She's like, my husband and I own our own business, you know, for oh passive income, and I'm like, oh, keyword passive income. <laughs> Here we go. And we're just wondering, you know, you seem great, and would you? We're looking to recruit some people. And oh my gosh. I said, of course, no. And then she went away. And I just thought, oh, what a waste. Another disingenuous <laughs> conversation. I just wasted 15 minutes by the earring department oh. with this person who was trying to butter my bread and oh make me feel gosh. amazing. Well, and, and then so, you put it on your story, and then she had done the same thing to somebody else. Yes. And so then my friend, uh, yeah, from Camp Blessing, messaged me and said oh my gosh this same girl just talked to me and she followed me out of the store and I was like this is so weird because she was parked right next to me and left the same time as me but she didn't purchase anything and what 20 something year old woman at a nine 
like 9 p.m. at night at Target doesn't purchase something. <laughs> okay. That's not normal. Yeah. And so um, I thought she must come here. And sure enough, my friend said that she had also been cornered in the shoe department and had the same conversation and that she had seen her just lurking and oh, around gosh. the parking lot. Oh, bless it. Right. Oh, man. God. I mean, that's like, I mean, here's the thing pyramid schemes like your like your point i like i can't weed them out anymore i'm like which one of these work and like number one how do these work number two like some of them clearly show like results so i'm like so should i like believe in this or like should i buy this stuff but i'm like i'm gonna tell you right now you should not okay thank you and it is so oh so frustrating the amount of messages i've received like you are just amazing and i just immediately thought of you for my team and i'm like i haven't spoken to you in nine years i don't (laughs) know you I know and it's sad too because a lot of times they like give you compliments and I'm like so is this like fake or what it is fake and they stalk you either virtually or physically in targets all around the world that's terrifying it is terrifying because I'm like you it just oh man I'm not over it I'm not over it I love it so you're you're not dreaming about being a part of a pyramid scheme in 2019 (laughs) What? No, I do not need <laughs> what are you actually dreaming about for 2019? What are some things? Do you have like some fun trips going on or just any areas in your life that you're like, man, I just really hope that this happens or. Yeah, we are um, definitely vacationing a good bit this year, which will be really oh, fun. fun. I'm dreaming this year of being able to go to Thailand to visit my best friend, Reagan. Oh, she cool. uh, is a teacher there and I didn't get to visit her last year. And so. For me, that's my biggest dream is to get to go over there and see her world and be back with my best friend. It's oh, been a long be time. that'd be so awesome. What's she doing over there? She's a special education teacher at oh, cool. an international Christian school. Dang. Right. Go, Reagan. Did y'all meet? How long have y'all been friends? High school we or college? We met in high school as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. That's awesome. Thing. I hope you get to do that, too. Take lots of pictures if you're able to go. Yes, I will. That's so fun. Okay, I'm going to ask you the five questions I ask everybody. Are you ready? Okay. Okay, if you were taking yourself out on a date, what would you do? Easy. Um, go eat somewhere, specifically a place with great potatoes. Okay. Because that is that just thrills my soul. Mashed potatoes, sweet potatoes, fried potatoes. I love it. In any what form. Else? Any anything really. I one of my favorite <laughs> things. We were on our honeymoon actually. We got to go to this amazing restaurant yeah. in Sedona and they brought out the most I'm going to pronounce this wrong, but the most beautiful potatoes au gratin. Oh, yes, yes. That was spot on, girl. I hope so. But I cried. (laughs) John has a photo. I shed actual tears. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. So that's weird, and I understand that, but I'm not ashamed. No, it's not. Honestly, though, have you you seen um, Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat? Have you no. seen that documentary on Netflix? No, okay. not yet. I only bring it up because the woman that does it, she obviously is like a very world-renowned chef, like very famous, but she uh-huh. cries several times in the episodes just <laughs> over like food. And so I'm, Olivia, I don't think that's weird. I think that just means you have like a special connection to food. Well, maybe I do. And I don't know, but I think that's that is beautiful. What I would do. That is amazing. Do you cook potatoes a lot? Oh, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. What's your favorite way to cook them? You know, I think. When I want to feel nostalgic, I make fried potatoes and onions because mm. I just grew up eating those and mom always makes the best. Oh, so, precious. but if I want a snack, it's the Alexia sweet potato oh, waffle heck fries yeah. with honey and sea salt. People don't believe that those are like 
like they can be that good from frozen i'm like those they are like the best fries ever yep they absolutely can they really are okay honey and sea salt dang girl taking up a notch <laughs> someone or something you don't get tired of i do not get tired of watching documentaries okay what are some that... of the best ones you've seen oh gosh oh lord there are so many i think um i watch a lot of true crime documentaries okay which is not wise because I, the worst case scenario, I was raised by Medea. Like everything is a threat. Yes. Yeah. So it's not, it's not wise, but I never get tired of those. And, um, I think recently I've of course watched the fire festival one. Oh yeah. I've heard that's amazing. And I also recently watched the one about the girl who got kidnapped twice by the same guy. Oh, great. Good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Great. Parenting 101. Happens a lot. Yep. That's good. (laughs) Something, it can like literally be anything, a podcast book, TV show, movie that you find yourself um, recommending to people lately. So most recently I found this amazing company called Stoma Stoma. Okay. And they are an apparel company. They make like onesies and kid t-shirts and adult t-shirts. Um, that bring humor and awareness for kids with tubes and trachs who are more medically fragile. Oh, wow. I know. And of course, a mom made it because moms around the world. Yeah. And her kid had a very rough beginning and mm. has a lot of medical issues. But I most recently ordered a shirt from them. It says Tracheosaurus and has oh. a dinosaur with a trach. Oh, my God. And I'm going to wear it to work. And I'm very excited. That so is I've been telling a lot of people thing. about that because it's they have really cute shirts and it just helps people who don't feel included to feel a little more included so that's so cool stoma stoma yes okay cool um would your high school self have believed you are where you are now (laughs) i'll just (laughs) laugh no uh not at all and i think it's all all because of his grace yeah for sure where did you if you were like reliving high school right now where do you think you thought you would have been i i thought i'd be married to a different person okay I thought that I think I thought I'd be way skinnier than I am now. That's for sure. <laughs> um, but I just, yeah, I think I I thought I'd be maybe I don't know how to verbalize it, but not as humble. I was very prideful. I think a lot in my rebellion. Okay. Obviously, when you're trying to hide things, you pretend like you're the bee's knees. Right. So it all I, I guess I I never thought I would be humbled the way that I have been not by choice also not by choice yes but isn't it funny though like on the other side how you do look back and you're like man I don't know who I would be or where I would be if those things hadn't happened oh completely the things that humble you and I'm just so so thankful that's cool okay last one what does letting the light in mean to you it means for me right now it'll probably change but right now it just means Allowing myself to feel hopeful mm. in my heart again and allowing God to remind my heart that there is hope in Christ yeah. and he is going to come back and he's going to make everything right again. Mm-hmm. Everything that's hard and wrong and broken is not always going to be that way. Mm, that's good. And I, I always err more on the negative side mm-hmm. when it mm-hmm. comes to stuff like that. I'm feeling more despair. Yeah. And so it just means letting God wash my heart with mm 
the truth of that, I think. That's so good. It's hard to not look at our world or news and be like, what is going on? Like, why Absolutely. Why are you seated on the throne, Lord? Like, I think you need to kind of expedite this rescue plan because yeah. things are going People south. Are but yeah, to believe that, man, all will be set right and that like the victory's <laughs> won. You know, I feel like I don't live every single day believing that like I have won, you know, like in right. Jesus. I think I still kind of live my days believing that I'm still like trying to figure it out. Um, Mm -hmm. But no, that's really cool that you said that. Has that always been something like spiritually that you've kind of struggled with or like tried to cling to as hope? I think in the last few years it has been yeah, because life isn't always awesome. And Mm -hmm. as wonderful as my family is, it doesn't mean there haven't been hard things and it doesn't mean I didn't struggle with depression for two years you know stuff happens and it is hard and like you were saying it's hard to sometimes recognize and believe the realities of who God is and what he tells us yeah and it's hard to hang on to those things sometimes and you just have to fake it till you make it and you have to read God's word and ask him to make it true for you because it's just not always true for Mm. you you know it's always true but yeah yeah you know what I'm saying right for sure like in your experiences Mm mm-hmm Oh, man. Okay, so I thought you were pretty awesome before we started recording, but now that we're finished, I'm like, man, she just is the best. And to think that my cute little across-the-street neighbor turned out to be the way that you are is just the coolest, and to your point, exactly, all because of Lord's grace. So I think you're the bee's knees. Well, right back at you. I'm so thankful for social media. I I really am, and you are a person that... I am excited about, I'm excited that you're alive. I'm excited about your life. Mm. It encourages me and brings me joy. And I'm just very thankful that you're here. You're so sweet. Don't deserve that. Thank you for giving me an hour of your time. Go and get back to that sweet niece. I will. Okay. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye.